Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. You've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. a lot to discuss here, do we not? After a very interesting evening of developments on the Arkansas Razorback front. We'll talk all about it, get ourselves through the week as we talk a lot of basketball, football. Of course, there's some Super Bowl thing going on in Vegas this weekend. I hear it's kind of an expensive get to. Super Bowl 58, baby, around the corner. Coming up Sunday night at 530. So we got the Chiefs and the Niners getting together. And obviously, we'll get that in the mix of the conversation here this morning as well. Baseball season around the corner and pumped up for that, too. Diamond Hog Baseball now just a week plus away. So uh, so we're close. And Springtime USA is close, too. Not just because of my boy, Punxsutawney Phil, who came through in the clutch. Probably our best call on the pick side of it on this show ever. We said it was a stone cold lock that Punxsutawney Phil would see his uh, would not see his shadow, and it would get us some early spring. And you know what? It's exactly what happened. He was out there partying until the late night. He couldn't find a shadow anywhere. I don't really understand that. The more you think about it, the seeing of the shadow you would think would mean sunlight and would mean anyway. We'll leave that alone. Toby Keith passed away at the age of sixty-two. That was really sad to hear late last night. Another. Uh, famous musician who obviously had some incredible tunes. And I mean, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Something like that. Uh, let's get some favorite Toby Keith songs going on as we work it through today as well. But out the gates at the start, as you make your way into the day, Josh Bertaccini with you in studio. It's the real NWAJB. And we're making it happen for 90 minutes, Monday through Friday, five days a week. And then coming at you on the people's post game shows. As we wrap up every football, basketball game, and then baseball series two all year long. It's a six days a week deal. Plus the high school action as we will be partaking in some state high school play-by-play work for you in affiliation with the Arkansas Activities Association and Team B Media. Look forward to doing some regional work and back behind the play-by-play mic again. And then some state championship talk around the corner. Coming up in a month, I get down to uh, head down to Hot Springs and call some title games. So uh, expansion plans in full effect. Team B Media going for the slow, but, you know, nice and steady kind of growth start here. Working on six months in. We're not six months in yet, but getting there. And you don't want to pull a kid, Icarus. You don't want to fly too close to the sun. You want to make sure it's, you know, it's, it's sustainable. It's manageable. And so uh, one step at a time, baby, like the biggest step around here, you know, it do the show every day and do it well and do it so that it sounds good too. Um, big ups to Podbean, who uh, has helped this thing to sound fantastic in our early stages. So we keep tinkering behind the scenes. Don't get me wrong. We keep doing a little bit of the tinkering. We'll get there. We'll get there. At the gates and Sebo Davis, man. Like, what is the deal with Devontae Davis? There has been probably no more bizarre career, and that's fine. Things happen, but there's probably been no more bizarre career for an Arkansas Razorback, at least in terms of the basketball program in the last couple of decades, is Debo Davis. I just I can't see how you would look at it any other way. I think you'll find yourself just baffled 
kind of confused that this is where we are. But last night on his radio show, Eric Musselman revealing that Devo Davis, our man, um, fourth year Razorback, right? Still playing out his career after trying to go pro last year, but didn't get the great feedback on the NBA draft. Eric Musselman making moves, finding a way to get creative and get him back in the door. I thought that was awesome to see. And uh, he found a spot for him. He found a spot for him. But the bottom line is that spot was, uh, it was temporary at best. And so here we are, Devo in the lineup, out of the lineup. My goodness. We asked you last week, just a week ago, what you thought after the second departure for Devo, leaving the team last year for a few days. And then we found out just, uh, what, a week ago that he had left the team again for personal reasons, stepping away. 90% of y'all thought, on the social media at least, that Devo Davis had played his last game as a Razorback. And I'll think you were wrong. I voted unlikely. Remember the options? Definitely unlikely and probably. But now we're in the spot where, man, it is uh, unlikely. Man, he was coming back again, right? Probably was the one I was looking for. There you go. Here's the point. Devo Davis is back on the Arkansas Razorback basketball team again. And you look at the production in the last couple of years, and the guy was a double figure per game scorer and a lockdown defender and really an all around creative piece who could bounce off the dribble, make things happen as a point guard at times. Um, the energy, the upside. I mean, when this guy, let's not forget the dunk on Auburn when this guy is uh, is bouncing and dunking and the game against Kansas. He looks like an NBA player to me. I mean, the, the Jacksonville, Arkansas native, you know, he's, he's a local guy. People want to root for him and understandably so. Um, it, it just, it seems like psychologically there's something else going on there. And I'm not speculating any of that stuff. I, I really just, I don't think there's a need to. I know we get bored and we want to start talking about salacious things and want to start, you know, it was this, it was that, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. I'm not really interested in that part of this conversation. Private lives are private lives. Let's leave that stuff alone. Nobody cares, or at least nobody should care. The bigger issue has been, why has Debo's game gone off a cliff? Why has he regressed so significantly as a basketball player? Has he not been putting the work in, in the gym? Has he... You know, been focused on other pursuits, perhaps NIL stuff. I know he does uh, some radio, some TV. He does endorsements. Maybe that is taken away from it. You know, because Debo Davis has been one of those guys for a long time. When you saw him on the uh, on the Instagramma, right? When you saw him out there on the social media, it was always putting in work. I'm putting in work. All right, you're putting in work. But the results have not been near, I think, what we all wanted them to be. Just not even close. So this is where we find ourselves. This is where we're at. Devo Davis back on the team as of last night. Can't really make sense of it. There's not a ton of sense of it to make. Um, obviously, lots of, uh, lots of kudos to Eric Musselman and his coaching staff for finding ways to piece it all together and to get the answers that they need from Devo to feel justified putting him back in the rotation. I don't think you'd have him back unless you felt like it was justifiable, like it it was deserved. And so, yeah, Devontae Davis back on the Arkansas Razorback basketball team in a season that has been an absolute disaster so far. I mean, what else do you want me to say? Two and seven for Arkansas, nine games in. A bye week this week. You don't get a lot of these during the basketball season. Maybe it's a chance to, in Eric Musselman's mind, right? Get back in the lab, get back to practicing, and try to fix this thing up. But um, you need whatever you got right now. And having Devo Davis back, certainly uh, in terms of personnel and roster management, it doesn't hurt. Having a guy who's potentially your best defensive player and played like this year, 
really hadn't played like that kind of all-around dominant player since the Kansas game, truthfully, last year in the NCAA basketball tournament. But one last chance for Debo Davis here as his Arkansas Razorback career embarks on yet another chapter. On a side note, has there been a more wild, up and down, on and off the team career, really in any Arkansas Razorback sport, than that of Debo Davis? So off the top of my head, I would say no, definitely not. I mean, to be on the team, then there was all that talk he'd transfer. Uh, when the Mike Anderson thing happened, he didn't. Stays on the team, gets better, doesn't transfer out, leaves the team once the five stars come on. Remember that uh, about a year and a half ago? Leaves the team. You think he's done. Days later, he's back again, out of the rotation. Then Nick Smith gets hurt. Then he's in the rotation. Then he becomes a really good three-point shooter and defender. Talk about a three and D guy. We'll get some NBA trade deadline talking here coming up at 8 o'clock with Brian Toporek today. One of my favorite hoop scribes out there. Trade deadline coming up this week on Thursday. We'll let you know about any Razorbacks. There might be one or two who could be on the move in the, in the association. But back to this. You know, Debo... Looked like maybe he was going to be one of those NBA guys. Nope. Didn't play well enough in the draft combines. Obviously, teams were not uh, completely blown away with the game he was bringing to the table. He didn't want to go play professional basketball overseas, even though that was obviously an option. Wanted to come back and be a Razorback again. You can't deny that Devontae Davis has wanted to be a Razorback at pretty much every turn. He's wanted to be one. Now, whether it's worked out and he's been able to stay consistent about it and, you know, be on the team uninterrupted for long stretches, that's that's not really been the case. So looked like he was done. Your Devo career was was over here at Arkansas, which was fine. And you wished him well. And then what happens? NBA says no go, like we talked about a moment ago. And Eric Musselman refines the spot for him on this team again. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Finds a spot on the team, preferred walk-on style, and they get Debo his NIL deals to to justify the money because all these guys are getting paid these days. And um, decent money too, but that's for another day. Um, And so they get him back on the team. I mean, that was Muss bending over backwards, but certainly doing everything he possibly could to not turn his back on one of his all-time favorite Razorbacks. And I've sat with Eric Musselman in his office a couple times, and I've actually talked about Devo in that office with him, not in a derogatory way, just in terms of how good can he get, what's his upside, what do we do with him, he's he's a different kind of player. And all that's true. One of the things I remember, you know, Mus and I agreeing on was when the stakes are, are, are down, when the chips are on the table, when it's a, in a really important game, Debo Davis, nine times out of 10, is there for you. And in the NCAA tournament, he's been great. Now, I don't know if this year's team is going to the NCAA tournament. It sure looks like no, negative. But having Debo Davis back in the mix, I think, especially a resorted out Debo Davis, a refocused Debo Davis, I think it helps your chances as opposed to hurts them. Must get Debo back on the team this year. His game falls through the floor. The season starts to unravel after the great start, the promising victories over Purdue and Duke. And and then obviously the last couple months have just been disintegration city. I mean, it's gone in the wrong direction. I don't think Devo's game has helped at all, but maybe now after leaving the team spontaneously last week and then coming back seven days later, think about that. Devo Davis has left the Razorbacks twice in his career for a combined 10 days. And that's like a, a vacation for some people. That was 10 days, a little time away, two departures from the, from the team, and a 10-day vacation is what it amounted to. Wow. Interesting. So that's where we're at, and Devo's back for a third go-round, a fourth go-round. I don't know how many go-rounds we're working on now for Devontae Davis and the Arkansas Razorbacks together, but go have another dance. Let's see what happens. Why not? It couldn't hurt right now, right? Good week to get Davis back as you get plenty of practice time in. It's a Tuesday right now. Hogs will not play again till Saturday evening against Georgia. That game is at 5 o'clock, and I would expect Devo Davis to be out there on the floor. Uh, no update on Trev Brazil. Must say last night in his coach's show that 
That's still a work in progress. There's knee soreness. He's getting there, but he's not there yet. And so um, you don't have your your 6'10 high flyer back, that's for sure. But this team needs the full complement of players, and you'll so so you'll take every last one you can get right now. And you won't make excuses for it either. We are rocking and rolling and talking some basketball. Debo Davis back in the mix for the Hogs. They can't shake him loose. This guy loves being a Razorback at the end of the day. I think the fans will be crazy supportive. I think he'll get a uh, a standing ovation for some reason or another. At least a loud cheer on Saturday whenever he comes into the game. Our question of the day today is a really interesting one. With Devo Davis back on the team, what's the best role for him? So Devontae Davis back on the team per Eric Musselman. That's our source on that. I got Dwayne asked me on Facebook. JB, you always have these scoops. I want to know who your sources are. I mean, I'm never telling you my sources ever because that would be so dumb. Why would I give away the many people who keep me in the loop on these various beats? And second of all, that's just a dumb, that's a dumb comment because Eric Musselman told us this yesterday. Open your eyes, Dwayne. Open your ears. Use your brain before you, you slide a message at the sports talk guy. It'll work out better for you next time. Question of the day today. What's the best role for Devo Davis? Who are your sources? What's the best role for Devo Davis over the season's final five weeks? What is the best role for Devo Davis over the season's final five weeks? It's a great question. I think it's easy to answer right now. Oh, but we know Devontae so well. Yeah, I don't know if we know him that well. Certainly as a player, he's not an easy guy to, you know, fit into a box. Been to a spot. Let me give you four options. Best role for Devo Davis over the season's final five weeks. Starter would be one option, which he mostly has been this year and throughout his career. Sixth man. I almost feel like right now that's a better spot for him. Come in and be the fill guy on the wing or at the point or something. What about a defensive specialist? You just bring him in for a day. All right, Devo, you're not playing as much. But when you're in the game, I want you going hard. You got to go as hard as you possibly can on defense. That's your spot on this team. Okay, maybe. Maybe. I also think your your shooting on this team is so poor right now that you're probably going to want some threes and D out of Devo, but defense would be an option. Or bench, or maybe you've had enough. I mean, I think that's fair. I think that's fair that you're at the point this morning your boy JB is talking about Debo Davis for 15 plus minutes out the gates. He's giving you your Razorback sports talk monologues. The only guy around who does it. The only guy who has done it. The only guy who still does it. Because this is this is real. This is uh, how you're supposed to do it. And you could be at the point though, right now, where you're like, that's enough of JB talking about Debo and his monologues. That's enough of his Arkansas Razorback basketball stuff. I'm, I'm sick of this team. I want baseball. I want spring football. Do you really want spring football? I want spring football. I want something new. You have to give it to me. Okay. Still basketball season, y'all. And Devo Davis, as I set out the gates a few minutes ago, just about as fascinating a career as any Arkansas Razorback guy can remember, certainly in recent years. Question today, best role for Devo over the final five weeks, starter, sixth man, defense, or bench? Take our first break of the morning. Josh Bertaccini with you. Bunker Studio, Team B Media. So good of you to be here. Tremendous support from our local sponsors. These are businesses who uh, butter their bread locally. And that means an awful lot to a sports talk show like this. Headed for a high of 65 degrees. Beautiful weather the last couple of weeks. It feels like spring. Punxsutawney was right. Spring is here. Let's go. Richard Davenport going to slide up to the Lead-off slot, 740 today. We'll talk a little recruiting with him. Brian Toporek, one of my favorite NBA scribes from Bleacher Report, shortly after 8 o'clock. And we got a whole nother hour to work with today, which is kind of fantastic, my friends. Hope your day's off to a good start. Show is Bluetoothable. Listen to it on your own time, anytime you want, via the podcast option as well. The Real NWAJB. We're coming right back. 
Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help, taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. Time Hoop Scribe, trade deadline looming on Thursday. And so some deals about to go down, and that's why we have our guy Brian Tepork with us right now. BT, thanks for joining us here in Northwest Arkansas. Good to hear your voice, my friend. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on. You're nice to do it. And uh, look, it's been uh, it's been a mad dash right through the first two-thirds of the NBA season, but here we are, just about 30 games to go. And uh, you got a lot of good teams, uh, particularly at the top in the West, but certainly the reemergence of my beloved Knicks in the East and the Cavs are, are back in the mix. And there's some depth there too. How about a lot of decent teams in the league right now? It feels like the product is actually pretty decent BT. Yeah. I mean, I would argue it's never been deeper. I mean, almost every team has at least one star that you feel very good about moving forward. And, you know, I think that's kind of the problem at this year's deadline is there are way more buyers and sellers. I think you're 100% right about that. And as we look at the league right now, I'm curious as to your thoughts on who might be the biggest movers, if any. Now, you know as well as I do, Brian, covering the league as well as you do, that oftentimes there's, there's a lot of hype and hoopla around potential trades, and then nothing happens. Sometimes because of contract stuff or the timing's better off this, uh, out of the season, off the calendar. Whatever the case, do you think this will be a particularly busy NBA trade deadline? I don't in terms of big names, at least. Because, I mean, it's worth remembering that James Harden has already been traded this season. Pascal Siakam has already been traded this season. OG Ananobi's already been traded this season. 
So we've seen more of the big names, you know, usually NBA teams procrastinate and wait until the very last second. And we start seeing these deals on Tuesday, Wednesday, before the trade deadline, we saw teams act more proactively this year. So I think it's going to be more, you know, the role player types rather than big stars on the move. Um, Zach Levine would have been one of the potential guys, but he is now out for the year with a uh, foot injury. You know, the Sixers probably would have been more aggressive with Joel Embiid playing as well as he was, but now he's out for, you know, at least an extended period, if not the entire rest of the season. So that might affect their aggressiveness at the deadline. So I think DeJounte Murray of the Atlanta Hawks is the one big name that Atlanta has definitely been looking to move him. They are open to moving him. You know, I think it comes down to, based on all reports, they want two first-round picks and a good player in return. So, you know, if any team meets that asking price is the question. But I think he's probably the biggest name left on the market. Can you hear me there, BT? Uh, no, sorry, you dropped out oh, there for good. a second. Thank you, buddy. Sorry about that. Bulls, Hawks, Nets, Raptors, Hornets, Wizards, Pistons. Let me go against what we just said. There are a number of teams who are pretty bad at the bottom of the East. Do you think some more of those teams will be pillaged for parts? I think some of them will be. I think the Hornets make a lot of sense in particular. Um, the Pistons, by all accounts, sound like they want to be buyers rather than sellers, mm. which mm. is, uh, you know, if you want to go that route, by all means, but it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. You know, the Chicago Bulls, I think, are a good one to point out because, again, Levine has been on the market for months. Um, DeMar DeRozan is going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer. So if you're not confident that you're going to re-sign him, it would make some sense to explore his market. You know, I think every contender would love to add Alex Caruso, but it sounds like the Bulls want multiple first-round picks for him, and I don't know that they're going to get that from any team. So I think, you know, these, these teams at the bottom of the stand and the Nets are another great example. Uh, you know, it sounds like Dorian Finney-Smith can be had, Royce O'Neal, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, but Mikhail Bridges is their best player. And it sounds like, you know, there have been reports that they've turned down offers for four or five first-round picks already. And, you know, they've got him under contract for two more years, so they're not it's not like the Bulls with DeRozan where they have to move him by this deadline, but I did just put out a piece today at Forbes about, you know, I, I think they should be more open to moving him than they have at least expressed so far. Yeah, I agree with that without having read the piece. Brian Toporek, Bleacher Report, Forbes, all around NBA scribe and editor and good to hear his voice here on the show. Trade deadline two days out. Real and WHJB with you. Bobby Portis, our boy, uh, amongst a number of Razorbacks. Anthony Black having a nice year with the Magic, obviously, right now. And we go around the league. There's a lot more hogs showing up. Portis continues to be one of the most prominent faces because he's either starting or the sixth man for the Bucks. They're 33-17, and 17, just a game ahead of the Knicks. They fired their head coach, Adrian Griffin, <laughs> 10 days ago when they were in first place at 30-13. and 13. They go to Doc Rivers. You know my feelings about Doc from the past, Brian. A little shaky in the playoffs. Give me a thought on the Bucks and where they're at right now, in your opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't feel great if I'm a Bucks fan. <laughs> I, uh, I, mean, I feel the same way about Doc Rivers as you. I, you know, I've I'm a, I'm a Philly guy, so I've spent the last couple of years covering mm -hmm. him and witnessing the Sixers meltdown in the playoffs every year. So, I mean, I think the, the thing working in the Bucks' favor is that the Sixers are probably not going to be the big top team that they looked like for the first couple months of the season. But as you mentioned, the Knicks and the Cavs are really coming on strong as of late. All right, my Knicks surging. They won nine out of ten. They've been wrecking ball mode, right? Fifteen and three since the OJ Noonby trade. Not that one trade fixes you, and I know Randall's hurt now with his shoulder. He'll be out for a couple more weeks, and Noonby's actually been a little dinged up too. Mitch Robinson might be back for the playoffs. Who knows? Knicks are Knicks are pretty injured, but they're winning so many games right now. Ike Brunson's legitimately an MVP candidate. That's how good this guy is. What do you think about the Knicks, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I. 
I think they might be one of the best values on the board right now. I don't know what you can still get them at, but you know, I, I sprinkled a little bit every other week on them to win the Eastern Conference and then to win the finals. Cause I think, I think they're very live. You know, I don't see, I don't see why they couldn't win everything. And I think there are, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. LeBron James has certainly not been subtle in recent days about, you know, trying to apply some pressure with the, to the Lakers with the Knicks. So I, I don't think the Lakers trade him to the Knicks by the deadline, but you know, you never can rule out anything in this league. Brian, you just made my day with that rumor. I hadn't heard that, but I'm going to, I'm going to cling to that like a life raft and I'm going to just pretend that it's already happened. Okay. So yeah. Well, what are we giving up time? They wouldn't trade Julius Randle. I'm saying James Dolan's probably going to have to trade half the team to get him, right? My goodness. Oh, man. They have Randle. They have Fortier. So that's the money right there. And then they the thing about that OG trade is that they didn't trade a first-round pick. So they still have a lot of first-round picks. Yeah. And LeBron James could become a free agent this offseason. So if, if the Lakers are worried that he's going to leave, you know, you, I think you at least have to consider, like, if we can get three or four first-round picks for him right now, is that something we are willing to do? Brunson, LeBron, and DiVincenzo just popping threes. That sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. Um, yeah. Don't you love how you brought it up offhandedly as a remote possibility and I have now made it a central part of my life? Like, <laughs> it's already after. Oh, you know, we, I've suffered for 20 years. It's been a long time till we were even this decent again. Meanwhile, the Celtics have easily the best record in the league. Do you buy them as the best team? Yes and no. I mean, I think they easily could win the whole thing. They are very reliant on the three, which, you know, they've got incredible three-point shooters. And if, if they have enough guys lock those down, it's going to be really hard to stop them. It's a math problem more than anything else. And their top six, I would argue, is the best in the league. But that after that, there's a, there's a somewhat steep drop-off. So if, you know, if they're not fully healthy going into the playoffs, I would probably take... Denver over them. I think the Clippers have looked really good over the past couple months. Um, your Knicks, as you mentioned, the Cavs have looked great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think there's a clear favorite right now. Yeah, and look, I mean, this new NBA rule, folks, that you got to play at least sixty-five games to qualify for postseason awards, which of course has a lot to do with bonuses and the rest of it. I, th- I think it's fascinating because a guy like Embiid, again, in previous years, he could have played half the games and been All NBA first or second team, and now uh, now he's going to be uh, disqualified from that because of the injury and not playing enough games. So let's watch how that plays out amongst the players in the league. One or two more. Let's go, Brian. Such a great spot out of you today. The West, we started with that, is loaded at the top. Obviously, the Nuggets are the defending champion, and nobody can handle Jokic. But, man, the Thunder, just a few hours to our West. I went to a Thunder game over Christmas for a night, and that was a ton of fun. Shea, uh, Holmgren, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara's a baller. Uh How about a thought there? You got the Nuggets. The T-Wolves have stepped up. But our regional team is the Thunder, and you gave my Knicks some love for having a stockpile of draft picks. The Thunder make the Knicks stockpile look like a uh, a bonfire, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I've been driving this Thunder train for a while. That you know, they're almost too big to fail at this point. And this was before we saw Chet Holmgren. I mean, he he completes what they needed. You know, I think you brought up some of these new NBA rules. There's a new collective bargaining in place that makes it really hard to build around three guys on max contracts moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think the Thunder are going to be the exception. I think because of that stockpile of draft picks, they're going to, you know, when Shea's already on a max deal, Chet's going to be on one in a couple of years. I would imagine Jalen Williams is going to be on one in a couple of years. But they've still got, you know, multiple first round picks basically in every draft. It's going to allow them to continue to replenish that supporting cast. And, you know, if that, 
I know luxury tax is a touchy issue for that franchise. So if they are willing to pay up, I think they're going to have a huge advantage over the rest of the league. I love that out of you. The optimism about the Thunder moving forward. And that city continues to grow. It it um it needs a new arena. It really does. They need a nice downtown arena that pulls people in, that makes it feel like more of an experience when they're there. That reflects the quality of that team. The last thing you need is uh guys clamoring for, you know, more opportunities elsewhere, like uh, like befell him last time with Durant and, and Westbrook and Harden and all that. It is good to see the Thunder back on the grid again. Brian Toporek always on the grid when it comes to the Hoops Talk. NBA trade deadline two days away. Final question, BT. The biggest deal at the deadline will actually be? Ooh. I hope to Jante Murray. Just those kind of total, bud. Okay. Uh, to where? Yeah. Otherwise, to where? Doesn't you know? Malcolm Brogdon doesn't really seem like he's going to move. Jeremy Grant seems like he's going to move. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Mikael Bridges. He's almost certainly not going to. Uh, I mean, Kyle Kuzma, maybe. I like. I, I think. I think the big names are off the market already. Unfortunately. Well, so you guarantee LeBron to the Knicks. I love hearing that out of you. Right. <laughs> Who do you think Murray gets traded to? Yeah, I mean the Lakers have been rumored. I so can see know, it for the Nets as do. well. But okay, I mean it's hard to find a spot. So the Lakers are either adding Murray or trading LeBron. My goodness. <laughs> Fun conversation with BT. We got headlines to get to. Question of the day: Devo Davis best fit for Devo now that he's back on the team again. It's the real NWAJB hanging out, doing it for 90 minutes live, five mornings a week. And then, of course, people's postgame shows every Saturday, football, basketball, and baseball season year round for y'all. Team B Media, we're coming right back. A to Z Golf Bars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall. Full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. Everybody get up. Everybody get up. All right, a lot 
lots of ways to listen. Podbean, great way to do it. RealNWAJB.com works as well. Want to do the post game shows? YouTube, baby. People's post games on YouTube. We are out there. Not just the NFL. Not just Music Land. We're there on the YouTubes. And we're making it happen. The real NWAJB. And if you're a podcast listener, or even if you're just a kind of DVR type person like I am, you want to listen back to the show when it fits for you a little better. Could be in the background while you're working, perhaps at the office or at home, maybe midday, or maybe you're thinking about throwing it on the Bluetooth on the drive home from work. This should be a show that is time sensitive enough to be relevant live here in the mornings and then flexible enough, I would think, that you can listen later in the day and be good with that too. Our question of the day today. What a good one it is. Debo Davis back on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Man, this has been a uh this has been a weird situation. Up, down, and all the way around. But he's back on the team. And so I'm asking you, the people, what is the best role for Debo Davis over the season's final five weeks? The best role for Debo Davis over the season's final five weeks. And you tell me what you're working with there. Meanwhile, other items as we work our way through the day. Arkansas will not play basketball again until it faces Georgia, baby. Georgia, Georgia on my mind. And uh, five o'clock, we're talking Saturday night. Wonder what the turnout is going to be like for this game. Crowds have been okay. I mean, you have the sellout factor. Oh, every game's a sellout. No, but the crowds themselves have been okay throughout the course of uh, the struggles here of late. Kentucky certainly was a great home crowd. Now that was Kentucky, so I almost feel like that's a uh, that's a different vibe that has made it something, you know, when, when they're in the house, it's going to make it a sellout type atmosphere. But regardless of that, you've had some pretty decent crowds throughout the year. Does it go off a cliff in the last few home games? Like what kind of a crowd do you get for Missouri? What kind of a crowd do you get for Tennessee on Valentine's night here in a week coming up? I don't know. I don't know. But Arkansas, here's, here's been the big problem too. You haven't gotten any relief. There hasn't been anything that's made you feel better of late. The Hogs are below every team in the net rankings except Missouri and Vanderbilt. It's like, wow. And with football so bad this last year, right? What were they? One in seven? They beat Florida. One in seven in the SEC. Basketball has just not lifted you up at all. So you go one in seven plus two in seven. You're talking your two money-making sports there. You're two big-time athletic teams, football and men's basketball. And what do you have to show for it? Three and 14. Yikes. In your last 17 games. Three and 14 in your last 17 SEC games from football and basketball. Interesting pieces today in the Dem Gazette by Wally Hall and Nate Allen, all about the struggles of this basketball team and where they should go from here. It's good to see Nate hanging in there and doing okay. He's been through a lot of stuff physically. Got to get him back on the show here soon. Working it through. Bobby Witt. How about the big money for B-Dub? Kansas City, if you're a Royals fan today, you're feeling giddy. Your boy Bobby, under lock and key for 11 more years in a deal that is worth $289 million guaranteed. There is a three-year $89 million team option that is possible in there too. I'm trying to see how that kicks in. But if the option does kick in... It would be worth $377 million. I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you, I know. 11 years, $377 million. That is, come on, Joshua. Goodness gracious. It's like $35 million a year. $34, $35 million a year. Is Bobby Witt Jr. worth it? Now, that's a different conversation. Had a great year last year. Really a breakout after a slow start. Uh, 20 home runs, 30 stolen bases. And uh, that was in his first year, right? And then his sophomore year, only Kansas City Royal ever in the 30-30 club. This guy who played for the Naturals back in 2021. And last year hit the 30 home run and 49 steal number. Only player in Major League history with 50. Is that real? 
Bobby Witt Jr. is the only player in Major League history with 50 home runs and 80 steals through the first two seasons. Wow. He could play. I just wonder whether shortstop at times has been his best position. Maybe he's a third baseman, but look, the Royals stink bad. They finally spent money. I think they spent over 100 mil this year in free agency. It's a team that lost 106 games last year. They're trying to get a new stadium built. And uh, what they, it's going to be in a different spot. They're gonna, they want to extend the sales tax. They want to pay for a new downtown ballpark. I think that'd be great. Get that in the power and light district. That'd be awesome. Bobby Wood's going to be a part of that. He's picked the batting average up just a little bit. I'm looking for the overall numbers here. They're throwing me all the highlight numbers. Yeah, he hit, he hit right around 270. He can get that average up a little bit. All right, so that's the nugget locally. On that one, baseball, you got the scrimmaging continuing. Dave Van Horn at the Swatters Club yesterday, fired up for his team. I'm ready to watch them play some baseball. Seen a lot of different guys get work. Hogs will start with James Madison next week. Four games. So we're uh, exactly 10 days away from baseball now, which is great. Baseball coming on fast, and we need it. Right? James Madison for four next week. Three o'clock, two o'clock, one o'clock and noon for those games. Then you go to Arlington, Oregon State, the hated Beavers of Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Michigan in a row. Michigan's a lot better in baseball than they used to be. So that'll be a very interesting three-game trip that has become familiar to the Diamond Hog fans for sure. Um, Games with Grambling, Murray, Central Arkansas. This is the cheese part of the schedule early March. McNeese, Oral Roberts. I'll take some McNeese cheese, please. Oral Roberts. And then SEC baseball starts March 15th, y'all. So we are not far away from that at all. March 15th for SEC baseball action. And uh, it'll be Missouri. And then it's at Auburn. Home LSU. Home Ole Miss. At Alabama, at South Carolina, home Florida will be outstanding. At Kentucky, home Mississippi State will be great. You get both Mississippi schools here. And then at Texas A&M to close. Some other midweek games, you're playing Pine Bluff, you're playing Little Rock. They'll probably lose one and everybody will pretend it's the end of the world. At least the people who don't know anything about baseball will. Texas Tech is also a midweek game of note. Couple, couple games. April 16th and 17th, you host Texas Tech. It's a great schedule. Hogs are deep by any kind of metric. And uh, we'll be talking some more on the show moving forward. Phil Stanton, College Baseball Insider. Give us a little national perspective just a few days out from the start of the season. Tomorrow, other items. What else am I working with here? We talked a lot about Debo out the gates, that he's back with the team practicing. And that is good to go. Sounds like... uh, Sounds like Danielle had a little something to do with that comeback. And yeah, SEC basketball, Alabama's eight and one first place in the league. When you look up right now in SEC men's hoops, South Carolina, seven and two, Auburn, seven and two, Tennessee, six and two. Those are the top four teams in the league. And then Ole Miss and Kentucky, both five and four, Florida, five and four. That's your top seven. A&M 4-4, four and four, LSU 4-4, four and four, so that's your top nine. Georgia, who's coming to Fayetteville on Saturday night, is 4-5. and five. They're 10th in the league. Mississippi State 3-6 and six at 11. Arkansas 2-7 is 12th in the SEC. And then you go Vanderbilt 1-7 and, and Missouri 0-9. Oh Alabama's at Auburn this week. Arch rivals getting together. ESPN 2 coming up on Wednesday night for that one. And then there's this Super Bowl thing. Oh, okay. They're going to play some football game in Vegas. I mean, it's more about the commercials and the glitz and the glamour. We know that than actual football. But my goodness, at least we get one more glimpse of football, right? So we get set to wrap this bad boy up. All kinds of good stuff. Brian Taporek crushing it here in the course of the show. And enjoy that conversation. Our question of the day has got a lot of folks talking. I want to go back to this. Before we close this bad boy out here this morning, 
And we asked you early on today as Debo Davis has returned to the fold for the Arkansas Razorbacks. You got your boy back in the mix. What do you think about this? What does this mean moving forward? Our question of the day, what do you do with Debo Davis? What's the best role for him over the season's final five weeks? 53% of folks, first couple hundred votes, Twitter and Facebook, 53% of folks saying bench. They are not over this yet. You leave the team, you off the team. Bench. 24% say defensive specialist. 21% say sixth man, which is probably what the role will be. And then how about just 2% of the crew on the X machine rolling with starter. I mean, it's hard to go starter. It's hard to go starter. After leaving the team, come on, Facebook crew, Kenny, whatever role he's able to do best. Okay. JT, Devo's the man. People have been hating, and he has given the Hogs everything. Put some respect on his name. All right, JT. Joshua, sixth man. If he plays like comeback Devo, like in the past. Laramie, bench and moral support. Tracy, sixth man. When he plays D, Hogs are a tough out. Um, man, we got a lot of good ones coming through here off of this one. It's it's obviously something that has people confused, and me too. Cody, sixth man. I would say let him earn his way back to starter, but no one on the team has done that. BT, on the one hand, I think him coming back from a leave of absence, he needs to come off the bench at least for a little while. On the other hand, who on this team has earned a starting spot right now? See, that's the thing, folks. You're kind of stuck with... Nobody on the team's playing great basketball. So how do you come to an easy decision on that? I don't think it's easy to figure it out. Um, meaningful conversations today and good ones with Richard Davenport talking some Razorback recruiting. Of course, uh, our good friend Brian Toporek on the NBA trade deadline, which is a couple of days away. We are close to that. And uh, man, he threw LeBron James to the Knicks at me, which just uh, got me giddy. So... I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we are going to uh, continue to hang in there as we continue to uh, make our way through that. Looking into the chat room, my guy Rod continuing to bristle at the uh, at the advertisement there. Rod's got some issues going on, buddy. Gotta, gotta, gotta go talk to somebody about that one. I'm not trying to put ideas in people's heads. I'm just saying if you need help, my girl Jackie Mock can help make that happen for you. You know what I'm saying? She can help make connect the dots and make you a free agent again. That's all. That's all I was saying. Um, I thought a really fun show. Outstanding stuff. Really, the whole way through. Y'all brought the vibes. Y'all brought the buzz. And the real NWAJB continues to bring the heat as we work it forward. Tomorrow we get to do it all over again. It's again, it's a uh, continued conversation about the Super Bowl, the Niners and the Chiefs this week. We'll get some college baseball talking with my good friend Phil Stanton from College Baseball Insider and Jackson Collier, JC. The latest on the hoop situation is the Hogs try to do something down the stretch. Two and seven, Georgia coming to town. Georgia, I got Georgia. I'm on mine Saturday night at five o'clock. People's post game to follow. At 7, for Team B Media from the Bunker Studio, your boy Josh Bertaccini. Enjoy this beautiful early February weather. Have a fantastic day. R.I.P. Toby Keith. That was an important conversation, too. That's a tough one. We'll see you tomorrow morning, my friends.